This is an AMI podcast. Hey, welcome to another Double Tap. It's a weekend special where today, Sean and I are sitting down with Matthew Alcock, who did the most ridiculous and most horrendous thing anybody could do. He sent a late night tweet. And uh, yeah, you can imagine the rest. Well, today we're going to talk to Matthew about the tweet, what it means, the reaction, and a bit more about him as an individual as well. It's a really interesting conversation, and I do warn you that we get into some very sensitive topics today. Matthew Alcock, welcome to Double Tap. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Good to have you on. And uh, this is a little bit of a different conversation for us. Some might argue it isn't. Uh, We'll get to tech, I promise. We'll get something in there. We'll we'll shoehorn something in. Don't you just love... Hang on. Don't you just love a shoehorn? I love a shoehorn. Can I just put it out there? <laughs> Sorry, no, because it's not 1940. What are you talking about? Oh, come on, you're struggling to put your shoes on. You get, you're, you're sitting there going, I can't reach that. Yeah. And then you go, shoehorn, it's the invention of the age. Wow. It's good that we got that youthful demographic, isn't it? We're really <laughs> yeah. hitting that target audience. <laughs> Listen, shoehorns. It's You'll the all be old one day. Uh. You'll not be able to put your shoes on one day. Um, okay, what were we talking about? Yeah, so hi, Matthew. Um, we're talking about uh, you and uh, a tweet that... Uh, and look, I've been here, right? I've put out tweets sometimes late at night. I believe it's X now. Uh, okay, it's fine. X, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. Is it, I'll be it's a, daddy is it a zit or is it a post these days? I'm not 100% <laughs> I certain. I cannot keep up anymore. Uh, but you put out a tweet, sorry, post, whatever, into the ether and um, got a little bit of heat for it, I think it's fair to say. And you were kind of making the view um, that, you know, people who identify as blind, that's fine. If you want to identify as blind, good for you. That's your right and that's your, that's fine. But the question is, does that cause problems Tell us about the tweet you sent, and uh, we'll get to the, the backlash and the comments in a moment. But I just want to understand your argument here around identification, essentially, of being blind or partially sighted. What is your argument? I will quite happily read you the exact tweet. So it's, um, yeah. I tweeted, visually impaired content creators and social media influencers who are only registered partially sighted need to, de- stop, need to stop describing themselves as blind. I myself never tried to never use the term blind to describe myself as I have a decent level of usable vision. If I was to describe myself as blind, it would create an unrealistic impression for those who aren't educated in the world of sight loss with regards to what a natural person who is registered blind needs to be independent as I have massively different accessibility needs. And then what happened? The backlash began. (laughs) (laughs) To put put it bluntly, Mm. it wasn't... Well received. I don't believe because it was put into two part two tweets separately due to the character limit. The second part of the tweet, which was the bit where it says if I was to describe myself as blind, it would create an unrealistic impression. The main tweet has had ten thousand views, or whatever you want the term to be called. That part has only seen been seen by nine hundred and fifteen people. That is so interesting, and that that really shows the. I'm going to say context. problem. Yeah. With social media and how yeah. it can just spiral out of control. You can get half a story almost. And that's where I think it came from. In all honesty, I kind yeah. of was expecting some comments, but to be told that I'm gatekeeping, to be told that I'm ableist. My personal favourite was someone came back to me and said, why are you trying to tell people you're a big influencer when I've never heard of you? 
Mm. <laughs> nice. Okay. Straight um, to the argument. Yep, straight like to the, yeah, nice fair argument there. <laughs> Don't beat around the bush. It's um, It wasn't expected to that level, I'm going to say. So let's dig into it. Because, look, controversy comes, it would appear if you sneeze near a tweet these days. And that is often the case. But I can, to some degree, understand why people may be upset by it, especially if they've just read the first tweet, right? Visually impaired content creators and social media influencers who are only registered, partially cited, need to stop describing themselves as blind. That would immediately come across to many people and would immediately trigger the word gatekeeping. It, would, it could also arguably trigger the word ableist. And let's explain why that is. Please do, because I don't understand either of those words. So please explain those to because me. Because we deal in feelings these days. And we live in a world where people are feeling that they should be able to identify as anything they want. Now, I am on the record as saying I am not keen on the world we live in where identity is first because it creates a situation where it, it creates a barrier between all of us. And I think that this is what doesn't help this discussion. I mean, look, on social media, it's really hard to have a discussion like this anyway. Let's just be honest about it. It's impossible. Yeah. Because everyone chimes in, everyone's trying to look the most virtuous in the argument, and no one's really having a debate, you know? No one's really discussing anything. They're just they're just talking. They're just, just putting out their view, but they're not actually arguing, they're not debating. And so, you know, the, the ableism part comes from the idea that you have someone telling someone else how they should identify. And that can feel to people as if there's gatekeeping going on. And that gatekeeping is being told, you can do this, you can do that, you, you, you mustn't do this, you mustn't do that. But of course, the point here, and the reason I wanted, Matthew, for you to come on to the show is to actually discuss this, because this is actually a much bigger issue. And if you just stop at saying you're an ableist and you're a gatekeeper, you've missed the point. You've missed the point of the discussion. You've missed the point of the argument. And I want to have that discussion because it's an important discussion. And I feel that so many people want to tell you how they feel about everything, but will never take responsibility for their role in whatever comes next, the consequence of that decision. And that is ultimately what you're getting at, right? You're saying that if you identify as blind, if you, Matthew Alcock, identifies as blind and tells people you're blind, and then you're seen playing a video game that is not accessible to a blind person, but someone with low vision can play it, does that cause harm to all of us? So I'm thinking to myself, sitting here as a blind guy, going, well, hang on, if Matthew can play it, and he's, he's blind, then I can play it. And then I buy a console, and I buy the game, and I sit down, and I play it, and I think, this is true, I can't play this. And, I, and actually, that is exactly what has happened to me a couple of times now a couple of times i've had people on the show we've been talking about games especially games it comes up in this area a lot maybe it's more stark in this area um but it's come up a few times where i've had a situation where people have told me blind players are playing this game and then i go on air and i get all excited about it and then i was absolutely hounded by people who told me off air you can't say that it's not for blind people blind people can't play this game yeah well you're telling me blind people are playing this game what are you talking about <laughs> and that's yes, the problem because we're mis we're almost misusing the word blind. Yeah. And as someone that is quite passionate about video games accessibility and has been in the 
the scene, the community, whatever you want to call it for the past five years now, it's come up, this argument comes up regularly and it's quite common and it's always caused controversy, always does and I think it always will do because it is their right to identify as blind. I'm not saying people can't identify as blind because that would be ridiculous but the it gets to very murky waters in international waters to put it bluntly because every country does it differently. Every country country has different medical requirements to be considered blind, seriously sight impaired or visually impaired or partially sighted, whatever the country deems to call it. So when someone who is within their medical rights in their own country comes out and says, I'm a blind gamer and I can play this game, but they aren't blind, it can lead to some confusion and it can lead to some people purchasing said game without the ability to play it. And it's like you've said, you yourself have been in that situation. I've had people reach out to me on Twitter since this post and say the exact same thing has happened to them. And it, it, I, it's it's hard because I'm not trying to gatekeep people. I don't want people to be sitting there and accusing each other of not being blind. I'm not doing that. I had one person, an American streamer, go live the evening after I made the post to rant about the fact that I'd said he wasn't blind. That's not the case. The whole thing was blown out of proportion and taken, as we've known by the stats I've read out, entirely out of context. I was not gatekeeping people saying they can't identify as blind because that's just ridiculous because I know blind people that aren't what you would necessarily call black blind, but I would consider them blind because they have got such a small amount of usable vision. It doesn't really help. That's that's where I'm at, yeah. That's, yeah. that's me. Yeah, and it's I'm not taking their rights away to identify as blind because they've got light perception because that's not going to mean they've got usable vision. It's it was the whole thing was kind of blown out of the water, as we've said, can happen on social media. But isn't this just? I mean, doesn't this just come down to common sense? It is a very multi-layered argument, though, and it's been going on for ages. And it, I remember. For a long time, and it still happens now that that someone who is, let's say, totally blind or no light perception will um, often chastise someone for being partially sighted. Because a lot of the time I use the word I'm blind, and this was before I lost a lot of vision, uh, as I am now. But when I was partially sighted, I would still say to people out in the street, I'm blind, um, because it made it easier. People could understand that easier then me saying, you know what, yeah, I don't use a cane and maybe I can read headlines in a newspaper, but I have real struggle with mobility. I've got a tiny tunnel of vision. You don't want to explain all that. And if you say, yeah, I don't see very well, it's not enough. It's almost, well, put some glasses on. So when I was talking to people, the mainstream people, (laughs) when I was out and about, to make life easier as an explanation, it was, I'm blind. And then I would get the help that I needed or get the interaction that I wanted. Um, But it's all contextual because I wouldn't do that if I was talking to another visually impaired person because they they understand it. And I still think even inside our own community, there's that bit of, I don't know, you've really got to define what your your vision is. And we all know it's so different. Now I actually consider myself blind. But I've still got light perception, you know. If if there's something, if there's a massive white van parked on the pavement in front of me, there's a chance I could see it. Now, 
that means I'm not totally blind. I mean, is that are we just talking about definitions here? Are we being too? Are we playing on semantics? It, it's like you've said. It's uh, we're playing with a definition that is so broad, and that is a spectrum that you're never going to be right. It sounds ridiculous. The only time you could arguably say you're grammatically correct is if someone has got no usable vision at all and they are black blind. But that's not the case. You are blind in my eyes and a lot of other people's eyes. If you've got a limited vision, if you're registered seriously sight impaired, it's not like we're saying people can't identify as blind because that would be just ridiculous to make such a statement. But what my point was and the point I'm trying to get across is if you're a visually impaired content creator that's partially sighted and you're creating content in the public eyes, I think you need to kind of be more defining of what your vision is to ensure you're not causing people with blindness, with worse issues that down the line, if that makes sense, because you're creating content that's seen by, in some cases, millions of people. And if you're saying I'm blind, but you're not using certain, I know everyone doesn't use the same accessibility aids, but if someone down the, down the line sees my content, sees that I can actually play this game, they're going to turn around to a blind content creator that says they can't play this game and go, oh, but I saw so-and-so play this game. I saw the wobbly player, the wobbly gamer playing that game and he identifies as blind. You're lying. Yeah. And that, yeah. That's my argument is that if we identify as blind, we're going to be causing the people that have the right to identify as blind and medically are blind, whatever, however you want to put it, we are going to be causing them issues by creating content under the misconception of being blind. So I think there's two issues here that have one has caused the other. So one is stigma on partially sighted people. And I think we've got to start there, actually. There's a real stigma about being partially sighted. Now, you know it, Sean, and I know it only too well. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Listen, it has been endemic in our world for a long time. Not just, I mean, okay, let's take the sighted people out of it for a second. In our own community of blind and, and partially sighted people, we have been stigmatized because we have been in a situation where I've been in it many a time where I've been labeled a partial as a negative, as a, oh, well, you've got some vision, so, or, you know, good for you, or, you know, and I've had all that thrown at me. You know, I was in a situation many, many times where I was called out for the vision I had to the point where if I dared use the word blind, I would be then targeted. You can't call yourself blind. How dare you call yourself blind? And I had that so many times. And then when I did lose more vision and I felt this is the moment, I really struggled to use the word blind because I thought, is now the right time? You know, I had been beaten up upon so many times for using it yeah. that when I is did go to now? use it, is it safe to use it? Am I <laughs> yeah. at the level? Am I okay to do it now? Now, some would say, Matthew, that that argument is perpetrated in your discussion, what you've tweeted. You could say, well, that's where this argument begins. There's a stigmatization going on in that tweet of partially sighted people. There's an argument there that says that. But I think that from from my perspective, we need to open up the discussion. And that's what this tweet for me is doing. It's opening up the discussion on destigmatizing partial sight. Let's stop making it out to be a bad thing because what's happened, and this is the second part, is the definition of the word blind has become so broad to cover people who are now partially sighted. 
who actually have got some usable vision. Now, we can all argue individually about what usable vision is. I thought I had usable vision. I now realize that was, you know, way more usable than I thought it was. Um, you know, because my my vision was probably better than it is. I mean, certainly it's a lot better than it is, was now. Um, yeah, it's only when you look back. It's yeah. Ironically enough, it's with hindsight. They think, oh, actually, yeah. my vision yeah. wasn't I that probably bad. Should, I probably should have identified as blind because I wasn't actually, didn't have that much usable vision. Yeah. So, yeah. When I, so do we either get to a stage where we just say we're all blind? Yeah. And that's just easier and everyone gets it. But, you know, I know there are many people listening to this who will identify themselves as partially sighted or visually impaired or low vision or with sight loss or whatever it is that the, you, the, the phrase you choose to use. And they'll do that because they don't feel comfortable using the word blind either. And they will feel the same as you, but they'll dare not say it because it's not the popular view. And of course, no one is gatekeeping here. I just I have to agree with you on this, Matthew, but I also have to echo it here. I'm fine with what you choose because I know how damn hard it is to live in this world with a disability. It's hard. And at some point we've got to stop shouting outwards and look inwards, right? It is damn hard. It and I it's hard. I'm well, I'm 30 years old. I was born visually impaired. I've gone through mainstream school. I've gone through the hospitality industry. And that is not an industry that's accessible. I worked my way from the top, from the bottom to the top and went through 13 years of it. And it's not easy in the real world. And it's not easy in any world. But when you're trying to tell people you can still see, you're partially sighted. But they instantaneously do just assume that you are blind or you're lying. I've had that many times, but you can still see you're lying. Mm -hmm. You're identifying as something you're not. And I'm like, hold on, no, I am partially sighted. I don't wobble my head for the fun of it. It's not something I do. It's something that happens naturally. I don't walk into things for the fun of it. I don't drop things for the fun of it. I don't miss sides in the kitchen because I need to put on it. No one in my workplace is going to go and tell the government that I'm lying about being visually impaired. I don't do it to keep up the persona. I do it to keep up because I do it. And that's what, it's not like I've sat there and made this tweet as a blind person attacking partially sighted people. It's, I've done it as a partially sighted person myself. And that's, where I think it's a bit different. If I was a blind person gatekeeping, you could kind of sit there and go, but I'm not, I'm a, I'm a partial, I'm, par- I'm a partial myself. Let's put it to use that term of phrase, as you said earlier on, we've all been, like you said, we've all been given stick about having some usable vision. Oh, you're not really blind. You don't need to be playing disabled sport because you can see you should be playing mainstream sport and things like that. A mobility instructor told me once I didn't need a cane. What? And yeah, so if you've got people saying things like that's mental, by the way, <laughs> okay, <laughs> where, where do you that's go there? Absolutely mental. I know. Was he saying echolocation instead? Yeah, no, you have. <laughs> you were just vision. super you, blind. You have a sighted person was telling me what aid I need or don't need so, to get around. So let's throw this word out that that's in my eyes probably could be called out as ableism. That's ableism. Yeah, that's proper ableism, right? There, right? That's that's real ableism. That's real ableism. And I'm not saying disabled people can't be ableist because that's not true. We know that's. I'm not going to sit there and say I can't be ableist because I'm visually impaired. 
I think it's all, again, I keep coming back to the word context. It absolutely is. Of course, there's the other, you know, uh, I, I'm a total, right? Or I'm totally blind is, is another definition. And it's, it's up to the person if they want to choose to use that. But it's in the context of what I'm able to do. Uh, I, I'm seeing your tweet as there, Matthew. You know, it, it, because if you're, as the example given of you playing a game, it is important to know, okay, the reason I can play this game is because I have a certain level of vision. And if, if other people are going to take you on your word at that and say, hey, if, if I can now play that game as well and they can't, then it is important to define your terms on that. So I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. There's times in my life, going back to being partially sighted, where how, how, how do you define it? Because having RP, right, at night times, I couldn't see anything, night blindness. So, okay, I'm blind then. If I'm coming into a store or indoors from a, a bright day, I can't see anything for 10 minutes. So what, I'm blind then, but later on, actually, no, let me just change my definition now. I am now partially sighted. I mean, technically, it's true, right? But it's all about that social interaction for me where I started to choose what I would call myself. And as I said at the beginning, just for ease of an explanation, I was just, I'm blind. But inside the community or talking to another visually impaired person, I would be a little bit more detailed. So I it's just about it's very nuanced isn't it and it's interesting to see the backlash that you can get i wasn't expecting the backlash in all honesty i've had backlash in terms of video games gatekeeping huge backlash to the point where i've received death threats the lot so wow yeah for then someone the next i tweeted the next morning just to say look what i can't believe is the amount of backlash i've received from the people within my own community when we don't pretty much just trying to word it to say that when someone's successful in our community, we don't sing about it. But the moment someone makes a mistake or someone steps out of line, however you want to word it, we berate straight off the bat. And for then someone to be like, you pull out your little violin. I was like, wow. I was like, I've received death threats. I've, I've received hate. I've received everything you can imagine while trying to advocate for video games accessibility. So it's not something that I'm, ever gonna be afraid of receiving i put myself in the public space i stream live stream i get people coming to my chat that i'm playing on a video game at the time and instantaneously they see visually impaired in my bio how you can't see and i've beaten you i'm like well done you've beaten a blind guy on the internet of a video game but i'm not blind (laughs) and it's like yeah that's what i have to say to them i have said it before to people because it's just the easiest way because i don't have to you shouldn't have to sit there and spend 40 minutes of my stream every day telling people that actually I'm not blind and visually impaired and this is how but I will identify myself every time that I get a large audience I will say to people I'm the wobbly gamer I'm a visually impaired accessibility consultant content creation and I have a good level of usable vision I always try to make sure that I put the good level of usable vision in there and it, it, it's trying to, because I'd have to make sure that I'm not misspreading information because down the line, they could go in, like I've said, into someone, for example, who I know quite well as a streamer who is sightless combat. He is blind. Mm-hmm. He has got no usable vision at all. No, it's was, interesting like, you mention him because Ben is a great example of someone who I follow and I take what he says at his word because yeah. I know he's totally blind. So yeah. I know what he says. This is working for me. 
then if I can't get it to work, that's on me. Yeah. Right? It's nothing that's, to do with yeah. the game or whatever yeah. it is. And so I that's what I my attitude is if I sat there and said I can play this game as a blind gamer, and then that person in my stream went over and found Sightless's stream and went into Sightless's stream and they said, Oh, why aren't you playing this new game that's out? Because and then Sightless goes because I can't play it because it's not accessible to me. That person could then turn around sightless and go, well, you're lying because I've just seen the wobbly gamer play it and he's blind. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it creates confusion. Yeah, it, it creates does, confusion. It does create confusion. And but... that's where I was trying to... Uh, you cut, the lines are hard to draw. You can't put the lines in the sand on this and go, this means this and this means that. That's impossible. Would it be it's helpful? Not... Would it be helpful if there was some kind of... And I don't know how you would do this, but almost some kind of classification on gaming to say this is a B1 you know yeah 100% so I played partially sighted football and you have to register as most you have to for most visually impaired sports and you get the B1 B, B2 B3 B4 I don't know if B5 is a thing anymore but it was at one point and what is B1 totally blind B4 B1's totally f- blind with small light perception B2's got certain level of usable vision but mainly light perception B3's kind of borderline partially sighted seriously sight impaired and that's where, again, it gets blurry because you can be one millimetre away from being seriously sight impaired. And mm. then B4 is partial with usable vision. So I, I again, don't want to feel good or bad about this because I remember when I went to the... And this is interesting to me, right? Just and this is a total aside. I believe they're the lines. I'm not quite... That's not 100% no, no, a correct but, description from British Blind Sport. But no, they no, do no. But, but, but I, I think it's actually of, very helpful, though, to understand yeah. that because that would actually work as a great classification in... Uh, in gaming, but I just, I just, it made me think of the time I went to the doctor, or the what would it be, the ophthalmologist, I guess, to get registered. I, I, I apologize if it's the optometrist. I don't know who does what. The eye doctor, like the yeah, eye yeah. people, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the eye people with the eyes. And um, there was like a the person had a white coat, right? I mean, there were serious people, and uh, I'd gone in, and I was literally sitting there for five minutes. I was fourteen years old. I remember it like yesterday. Because I was very late to being registered, long story, but that's irrelevant. Uh, But 14 years old, there I am sitting there, and she barely said a word to me. She didn't didn't really examine me. She did a little bit, and she just turned around and said, yeah, you're blind. And I was astounded because I could see her. (laughs) I couldn't understand, how am I blind? How does that work? But yeah, yeah, she, she, she was saying, no, your level of vision is so low that that's where you're at. And, um... The only thing she said to me, interestingly, which followed that was, it'll never get any worse. Now, that didn't work out, unfortunately, mm. but I don't know if that's because of the condition or other problems, but let's just put that to the side. Uh, but definitely now I can feel I can identify that way. Um, so in terms of this classification idea, would that help? Because, you know, and, and how would you implement something like that? Like a website or, I mean, I'm thinking about canIplaythat.com. You know, that's a, a great yep. website, you know, that they could, in fact, don't they do that already? Do they do some of that? I don't believe they no, have they a don't. classification. Okay. Well, yeah, I believe they, they have classify. So, again, I believe they have two terms of accessibility. They use visually impaired access or partially sighted, and then blind accessibility. No, they that's, do that's good. differ. They do differentiate between the two, I believe. But it's, I again, it's so hard, especially in video games, to differentiate in terms of accessibility because. One blind person might need this accessible setting, yeah. whereas one person might not. And, it, and like you've said, if someone sat down, whoever, I don't know who would be able to do 
this, but it's like you've said, if you could sit down with maybe Peggy, who did the A ratings or whatever, just, yeah, sat down and went, right, let's have four clear definitions of being visually impaired in gaming. And if you want to get registered with us and then we can help identify what games you can play, what could be fantastic. But that's, that's probably never going to happen. Let's be honest. That's a dream world for accessible gaming. But it would make things a lot easier, like you've said, and it would clear up a lot of this murky waters. It's a weekend special with me, Stephen Scott, Sean Priest with me as always, and we're joined by the Wobbly Gamer, also known as Matthew Alcock. And in this segment, we are going to be delving into some difficult topics. I warn you, we will be talking about the subjects of alcoholism and suicide. We want you to be aware of that. Uh, Matthew, before the break, though, um, I want to ask you a little bit about a Peggy because you mentioned Peggy in relation to games and ratings. So who is Peggy? They do the age rating on games, TV and programs. Mature. Oh, yeah. I see. Right. Yeah. But is Peggy a person or? No, it's yes. an organisation. She, she, oh, yeah. Doesn't she run a pub some, in the east of some London somewhere? somewhere. <laughs> some, some woman just sitting in a house deciding. She's playing Grand Theft Auto and saying, oh, that's a bit saucy. Yeah. Get rid that's of that. That's a bit, yeah. 18. Yep. <laughs> So I think you absolutely could. If 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 develop, developers are actually going through the trouble now of, of actually thinking about accessibility, which they have done for a good few years now, right, and where it's definitely evolving and maturing, then I think, you know, having that classification of B1 to, did you say it was B4? B, I uh, believe it goes up to B4. I'm just going to double, I believe it's B4. Well, whatever it's, it may be. Let's say B1 to B5 then. Having that classification makes total sense to me. It, you know, hey, if, you, uh, if you've just got a tiny bit of light perception or virtually no vision, no usable vision, then you'll be able to play this game. Makes total sense. But going back to the question of if you're streaming or talking about you yourself playing a game, if you go in one of your streams there, Matthew, and say, hey, I'm a uh, B4 um, player of this game. For anyone who's out of the, the community, it means nothing, right? So again, we're back to how do you relay that sort of information? It, it, it does seem very binary. We either have blind or we have partially sighted, and that's it at the moment. And that's when we're trying to relate our vision to other people. If they did have the classification, you could then have the ability to send people to the website. Like I've just literally Googled British blind sport classification and found them. You have B1, B2, B3, B4, B5, and it's got a full breakdown of the categories and gives you a breakdown of what that person should have. So B1 athletes will have no light perception or some light perception and the ability to perceive some movement, but an inability to recognize shapes. B2 athletes will have significantly limited vision, even in how far or how wide can be seen. This category includes being able to count fingers or being able to recognize slash read something at a very short distance. It also includes athletes whose visual field is significantly reduced. Then B3 athletes will have greatly limited visual acuity and or limited visual field. B3 is the highest blah, blah, blah. And then it goes on to B4, B5. So there is... Again, it's not perfect, but there's more clearer lines in the sand, you could say. That makes sense to me, but that's the first time I've ever heard of that. Yeah, I mean, I'd heard total of it. Sense. I couldn't remember where, but yeah, obviously, I mean, you know me, guys, I'm into my sport in a big way, so I'm all into the goal. Dodgeball king. Goal football. Or is it go ball? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm all into kicky ball. I love a bit Coming of Coming from a ball. gentleman sat with a gold ball medal sat right next to him. That's so oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was only for third place. It's nothing impressive. Hey, listen, you know, it's, it's more than I got. You know, I'm not I'm so going to get to on the sofa, I'll tell you that. But, but we should know about that, shouldn't yeah. we? I mean, that, that makes total sense as a it descriptor. It makes brilliant sense. And for us, ourselves, in the community, yeah. that makes total sense. I've just never heard of it used before. So I don't know. I think that there's another question here, which is, is it time to get the big saw out and saw between the words blind and visually impaired? Is it time? I think it could be, but I, separate I, 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 I'm not going to be getting involved on Twitter if they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just I wonder about this. I've heard other people move this point as well or, or an idea. And it's not—it's not to divide us even more because I know we're all divided as it is. But oh, it's yeah, and, and it gets complicated. But is there a difference between the partially sighted community and the blind community? And I think there is. I think there really is. I think a lot of people who lose vision have this experience. It's almost like you know, <laughs> don't mean to akin it this way, but you know, it's like people who've managed to pass over to the other side and have managed to come back and tell what what the experience was like. You know, it's the same idea-ish. Wow, where's this going? Now well, I'm nervous. So if you want to kind of... I am that... I, I've got... I'm a, I am an anomaly in the visually impaired community, apparently. So I don't remember much of it, but I was born totally blind due to a condition called... My mum caught called Pseudomonas. It was an infection. So when pregnant with myself, the body was fighting the infection rather than developing me, to put it bluntly. Hmm. So I came out as an undeveloped baby. I was paralysed down the left-hand side and black-blind. I My vision got better due to my brain actually developing outside of the womb, which is apparently something that can happen because it does happen. But it made my, my vision came back. So I got to a point as a teenager, as a child with a degree of certain level of usable vision. And then six years ago, six years, my little boy's seven this year. So it was six years ago I found out my vision was getting worse. And with it being nystagmus and brain-related, there was like, we've got no timeline, we can't really help. There's an Eclo, have fun. So, so hang on, right, so you're born totally blind. Yep. The vision starts to come back. Yep. Now it's going again. Yep. Wow. Yes. So it's it, it's all to do with the development of the brain, and I lost quite a chunk of usable vision in the space of 12 months. And they at that time, I'd got a new job, and... I'd had a child, got married, moved house. I literally kind of did five bucket list things in the space of a year. I went from like a pre-adolescent adult to an adult with a lot of responsibility. And they reckon it could have been stress related. That my brain, I just put too much pressure on the brain, put too much pressure on the nervous system, whatever you want to say. And it actually made my nystagmus worse. I lost my null point and this was all in the space of like 12 months. And I'm not saying I've now got no usable vision because that would be outright lie i'm still luckily lucky enough i don't want to use that term but i have done to say that i've still got some usable vision or quite a good level of usable vision but there's still no timeline it's the decrease the reducing vision has slowed down quite a lot but every time i go to the opticians every year they go oh you got a little bit worse still and it's just slow it's not something that they can timeline either yeah you don't know if you're on a gradual slope or whether it's going to be a Straight like downhill. A, yeah, we don't know, and it's like, and that's what that's what sparked my accessibility stuff, because I kind of came out of the hospital, and one of my first, um, I was mad. I got a child, a wife, and I kind of went, "I'm not going to be able to play FIFA." <laughs> yes, the important things <laughs> yeah, in the life. The important, stuff, yeah. but as a, well, as, FIFA, a, 
as a gamer, it was huge for me because gaming was my, gaming was my social life. It was my my escape. I like to tell people because it was on when gaming. I am not fighting. I am fighting my disability, but I'm not fighting my disability at the same time. No, I'm enjoying the game. I'm just Matthew. Yeah. I'm the wob- I'm the wobbly gamer when I'm playing FIFA. And admittedly, my disability does affect the way I game. It does mean I'm not as good as some people at gaming because sometimes the games aren't accessible that I play, but that's pref- personal choice. But I'm me. I'm a gamer. I'm enjoying the game. I'm playing with my able, fully sighted friends. Not all of them are able. Some of them have disabilities. And we're having a laugh and a joke and just getting away from sometimes the real world. And that's when I was like, what am I going to do? Because that's my, my gaming's my thing. And that's what got me onto this crazy journey of video games accessibility and now getting trolled on Twitter. <laughs> but everyone's got their thing. That's uh, exactly. As soon as you get like, like Stephen, you described, oh, you're blind now from the consultant, right? <clears throat> We've all had that moment. You come out and think, well, how am I? And that's where you think of the things that are important in mm-hmm. your life. How am I going to do X, Y, or Z anymore and every everybody has that no matter what it be gaming or i was always into computers you know it's what i did for um college and everything and it was a real how am i possibly going to do that again so um i think it's a conversation that we've all been sort of having in little groups ourselves anyway yeah it's something that's been going on in our community let alone outside the community but i think this is an issue that we do need to talk about and i'm really interested to hear what people think about this because it has been going on for such a long time this almost us and them inside our own community right it is it very much is you kind of it's not hard it's hard enough being almost in a segregated society as a disabled person but then why are we trying to segregate? Like, I know I've basically segregated people, but I didn't actually kind of mean to segregate people. I was just saying as a I get content creator, we, we, you have I, a responsibility. I get the context of yeah. what you, what you you're, said. You're talking Absolutely. specifically about games. Right? I'm, t- I'm yeah. talking specifically about maybe games and content creators. And but I for the record, it. you're not against anyone saying, hey, look, I, I'm at the point in my life where I feel I should identify it as blind. It's just easier for me. It's easier for my mental health to get through a day to tell people I'm blind because it just makes it easier. Do it. As being someone that struggled with my mental health due to my visual impairment when I found out about the sight loss, do what you need to do. I'm never going to stop anyone doing anything that makes their life easier. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying almost as a content creator, you have a responsibility within an audience to... Almost, I know it's hard because people should be saying, I'm get, I need to get paid for my time. I appreciate that as someone that's now self-employed doing what I do as an advocate. But you also have a responsibility to educate correctly because down the line, you can be causing issues for your community. I love your honesty. That makes sense to me. I yeah. love your honesty when you talk about the first thing you think about or thought about when you were told the vision was getting worse was FIFA. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people, Matthew, because, I, you know, there's a truth to this. It's like I have been trying to lose weight for many, many years and I had a heart attack. I had major issues with, during COVID, uh, during the pandemic and lockdown. I didn't catch COVID, but I did have major health issues in the middle of it and I couldn't get treatment for it. So they were left and that caused other problems. And all of that combined was driven I would say in part, if not entirely by, my health or unhealthy eating. 
and my lack of attention to exercise and, and just basic body health. And um, it took me a long time to realize it. And, I, I, and it was only because I had gone to the doctor for something I had to get done. And they told me that they couldn't operate on me because I would be at risk of dying. And that was the click that said to me, I've got to do something about this. And it takes a lot for people, but it's not the obvious stuff sometimes that that stands out. You know, that it, you would think after a heart attack, okay, I'll change my ways. Didn't do it. The doctor said, yeah, you're all clear. I thought, great, more Mars bars. <laughs> and that was it. You know, I just carried on with my life. It takes a lot to get to a point of making change or doing something in your life. And it takes a lot for us, especially in this world of disability and blindness, to even come out and identify as disabled, yeah. as blind. I, I think it's getting easier. I, I, th- I kind of akin it sometimes to being gay. There's a coming out process that you have. The difference being, I think, with gay people is they're coming out to other people. They know themselves they're gay, but coming out to others is the challenge. For us, it's coming out to ourselves is the challenge. Admitting our disability, admitting it to ourselves, actually say, you know, realizing, you know, walking into that wall, you know, how many swear words later you realize I've got to do something about this. I've got to actually start admitting this to myself. That was the biggest challenge for me as well, was just saying, I am disabled. I am. And it's okay to say that. It's not a bad word. I can use that word. It applies to me. And it, I recently had a blog post about my time playing FIFA and what why it stemmed to me being doing what I'm doing now. And I say in there that I went to the doctor, the, the dentist. That's definitely what I'm going to see for my eyes. Yeah, um, that, I think that's where you're going wrong. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, that's probably where this is actually. I need to. Yeah, hold he was on. Telling you your, he's telling you your yeah. teeth were going bad, and you're oh. thinking your sight's getting worse. Sorry, oh, this Matthew, conversation's been. We've oh, cured what? It. Yeah, you're fine. Cheers, guys. I'll speak to you all soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, for me, it was something so simple as not being able to see the till at work. Yeah, and I knew something wasn't right. And it's like you said, you don't do anything about it because you don't want to do anything about it. And it got to a point, and I was like. I've got a child. I've got responsibilities. I need to, I'm not going to be used to them if I don't be used to myself. And I knew that what, I knew exactly what they were going to say at the hospital, that your vision's got quite a lot worse, actually. And I knew they were going to say there's nothing we can do about it because it's nystagmus. It's all to do with the brain. But you've got to go through that thought path, the realisation. And it's not easy. And it puts you in a very, very bad place mentally. Been there, done that got the t-shirt and the scars to prove it, to put it bluntly, I would never take it away from, from someone being given the option to call themselves or identify as blind because that's going to make your life easier when you don't want to go walk down the street and tell Doris, who's just who you've just asked if it's safe to clear the road, but actually she's probably not got very good eyesight either, but I don't want to be going to Doris, actually I really can't see, because but I'm only 30. I'm wearing clothes that a 30-year-old bloke would wear, not someone that you might look think looks blind because they're not 80. <laughs> and that's what I get because I dress like I'm still a 16-year-old skater. I wear snapback hats. I wear big baggy clothes. <laughs> I wear big, big clunky trainers. And I've got a mohawk because I work in the games industry. I don't need to have a smart haircut. I have a mohawk. It's not like I look stereotypically blind, to put it bluntly. But there is you no... You look like a look. ruffian, sir. Yeah, a I ruffian. look like a ruffian. Yeah, but do you know what? <laughs> what there is stunts? no... 
I think, I think Peggy's no go- crossing the road away from yeah. you, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's definitely not helping me cross the road. <laughs> but there is no guidebook. You don't go, you don't get told you're visually impaired or blind and get given a guidebook and go, right, you need to dress like this, look like this, and people will think you're visually impaired or blind because they're not, they're still not going to because you're 30, you're 40, you're not at the age where people think you should be being blind. And I would never take away from someone's right to identify to make their life easier. And that's what was, that's what kind of threw me a bit because I had so much hate from outside of the visually impaired community and normally get a fair amount of support from the visually impaired community. And when I was just kind of trying to make a point and say, look, we could probably make it easier on ourselves if we kind of helped each other out. And then you wake up and you get called a neighbor list and a gatekeeper and, Oh, I've never heard of you. It, yeah, it made it made you. Kind of, I just kind of went. I've been doing this for five years now, yeah. and for the people that I'm trying to help to attack attack me, it was a bit of a weird moment. We don't really discuss the mental health side, do we? <clears throat> not at all. Not enough, especially as males. I'm gonna. Mm. It's a very taboo subject. Oh yeah, try and get Sean talk about it. He he'll just clam up. What? He'll be on Sorry? just eat in a minute trying to order yeah. something. It's, it's palms all, your palms go sweaty, this. don't they? It's, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's asked me if I'm okay. How are you? And it's like, um, you're, you might not be okay. And that's what one of my big things about gaming is, is you have discussions while gaming that you don't realise you're having. Mm. That's so I'll be, pl- I'll be playing with my mates and there'll be 11 of us playing FIFA together. And, so, and you just sat there chatting away and someone will go... You're right. You don't seem right. You're quiet, and you're just going. No, I've had a really shit day at work, and you then then you might roll into the discussion of why you've had a bad day at work, and you've got it off your chest without realising you've got it off your chest. And I'm a massive advocate for mental health as well as everything else because I've been there where you don't. You've had a bad day. I've buried my head in the sand. I've caused untold problems for myself because of that inability to willing to talk to people can i ask you what you what you did because I'm, I'm i'm sure i'm not the only one wondering what you've done i to yourself basically worked in hospitality because when i got told i was going to lose my sight they didn't know the time and things like that i was like i've got a child i've got a wife i need money i threw myself into hospitality i worked 80 90 hours a week didn't see my family didn't see friends i wasn't happy and i turned to the old favorite thing of after work, I'll have a couple of pints. Two pints turned into four pints, turned into six pints. And I turned into a prat. And it caused me and my wife to break up. We are back together. We had a six-month break because I wasn't myself. She was like, you're not happy. Is it me? And we just kind of spiralled. And we got back. We did get back together after a break and things like that. And I just kind of went, do you know why this happened? And that's because I shoved my head in the sand and didn't speak about it. Mm-hmm. I was that worried about down the line what was going to happen if I was going to go blind? I wouldn't be able to work because I worked in a hospitality industry that wasn't accessible. I was in a, I had worked my, to get 13 years, I was a hotel manager or going to be a hotel manager. Six weeks, I'd already accepted the job with the nice paycheck and the bonus and the whatever. I then, six weeks before taking on the role, went, actually, I'm not going to do this anymore because it destroyed my life. And that, well, it wasn't the hospitality industry's fault. It was my own fault for not speaking about it sooner. And that's, and I have, I, I tried to commit suicide, to put it bluntly, trigger warning after a bit late, but it's not easy talking about that even now. 
But I know if I talk about it, it might someone else might feel comfortable to talk about it. Well, you, like you just know, you just know that there's so many people now listening who, who can totally, um, or had the same experience. Not exactly the same, but that same thing of of what you went through there, struggling, and it's so difficult to own up to struggling with anything. But um, in this community, especially, I, th- I think most people have had some sort of experience like that. Absolutely. And I think a lot of it is stems from the fact as well that the messaging, usually from charities, is, well, you know, your life is, is great when you're blind, you know, and we'll help you through it and it'll all be great and wonderful. And then people hear that and, and then you have someone on the street randomly tell you, oh, what are you complaining about? You know, it's just blindness. Yeah. The same people who also think that you're incapable of doing absolutely anything, tying shoelaces, putting clothes on, getting out the front door, um, you know, I'm, I'm times I've, I've said this story a few times, but, you know, getting into my, a cab after work, um, when I worked at the RNIB, I would come out of the office, come out of the building, go into a cab, and the, the guy would say to me, oh, did you have a nice day at your club? And I'd say, yes, it was lovely. I, I said, they, they gave me a job, did they? They gave you a job. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. I said, do you know what else, driver? What's that? I earn more than you. That shut him up. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> no holding back there, Stephen. Hey, listen, tackle it. Head on if you can, yeah, right? I'm I'm a nightmare for that because I am very much now blunt about my advocacy mm-hmm. and I will turn around and tell people the quickest and easiest way to sometimes shut them up if they're being a bit of a whatever plonker. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Just sit there and go, you have full well rights if someone's making stupid comments to make one back and just go to them, whatever, like you've they, done they that. They think you just, nothing. That's the yeah, problem. They, 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 they just they see think, you as just nothing. They see you as a second class member of society or whatever yeah. you want. They don't see you as a human being. They just, the cliche, if they see the disability before the person. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many conversations we could have out of this yeah. initial tweet. <laughs> Matthew, yeah, it's, it's, I, yeah it, it's been so interesting, right? It's I just... don't, I never regret things because I know these controversial topics need to be discussed. But for the first time in my life, yeah, yesterday, I just, no, not yesterday, the day before, I just kind of sat there on the, and just went, why did I press send on that tweet? Just why? Just, just why? I've never thought that before about anything because I'm very much a stuff happens, get on with it. Do you, do you know why I think you feel that way? Because you felt that you were safe enough in your group to be able to do that, and then the group turned against you. I think that's the feeling that you. I think probably you've nailed have. that. In all honesty, yeah. It's not everyone, though, right? Did no, it's you get not any, everyone. No. Did you get any positive feedback? I got. I probably got just more positive than negative. I reckon. But we only remember but, the negative, right? But you only, you do, don't you? That's, I, I'm stings. a nightmare for that. Yeah. 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 I'm my own biggest critic. So I'm just sat there going to myself, have I made that worse for someone in my community? Have I caused damage to someone in my community? Have I hurt someone in my community that I'm actually trying to help as my day job? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of, and like we, we went out for, we went out for breakfast the morning after I sent the tweet and my phone was still going mad. And my dad just sat there and went, what's the matter? You're not right. And I just was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I brushed it off. And eventually I just, he went, what's the matter? Because you're really not right. And I went, I just sent a tweet and I'm getting hate for it. And he went, really? I was like, yeah. He went, about what? And I just kind of explained. And he was like, who's getting, I went, visually impaired people. 
And you kind of went, wow, because he said, it's like, you, as he said, he said, I don't think they've taken your tweet into context. Like we've said with the stats, they only saw the first half, not the second half. Listen, I've been there. I've I've experienced the same. And the attack is astonishing when it comes. And for anyone who hasn't faced it, I've, I've met so many people who tell me that cancel culture is not a thing. And I'm like, yeah, wait until you're on the receiving end of it. And then you'll have a different view uh, because it is a horrible, horrible thing uh, when people are coming at you for the most inane. Uh, my comment was the most inane comment you could think of for me, especially. Right. Because I'll be honest, I behave myself on social media. I have a very simple rule, which is don't swear, don't antagonize, because it's impossible to to deal with any of that. It's impossible to to come back against anybody. You just, it's, it's like trying to drink from a fire hose. It's impossible to deal with all of that incoming and have a proper conversation because the conversation very quickly gets diverted onto whatever agenda that person or group has decided they're on. I even found out through a, a friend that a WhatsApp group had been set up saying, bring this guy down. You know, it was like th- there was actually an attempt to, to cancel me out on social media well, I've stopped it now. It's fine. Yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> and we we will talk about that one day, Priest. That's well, what you invited me to. Oh, okay. You <laughs> were all in on it. You all hate me. I get it. But honestly, listen, I really appreciate you coming on. And thank you for being so open. I, I, I know it's challenging. I know it is. I know how hard it is to talk openly about this stuff. And as guys, it is worse. But I think we're getting better at it. Um, we should be anyway. Um, 100% because we, we be need to be when, yeah. no one should be sitting alone feeling like they're suicidal and I, I want to raise that particular point because it's it's a real problem in our society we, we don't talk about suicide at all and we don't talk about the the causes and blindness is not it wouldn't appear to be an obvious reason for someone to take their own lives but it is for many people. And it definitely is an issue. It is. It and is, no yeah. one's talking about it. No one is discussing it. And we need to talk about it. We need to link mental health and sight loss or vision it, or visual impairment or blindness, whatever it is. You know, you've got to link it because it, it has an impact, especially even just, even just, even if you're the hardest person in the world, you've managed to get through it. You've learned Braille as a, a kid. You've understand every screen reader going. You've got five Android phones just to annoy the iPhone people, whatever it is, you know, you've got it sussed, right? You've figured out life, you're getting there. The endless and relentless mob of people you'll have to face on a daily basis, imagining that you are entirely incapable of putting on your own socks, that has to weigh on people. That alone has to weigh on people. So let's just now imagine you're not a person who is as, up on all of that stuff. You're trying to find your way through life. You have family members saying, you'll get there, you'll get there, whilst not really helping you at all, just paying lip service, handing you pieces of tech that you're just supposed to figure out, but no support at all. And, and sometimes it's not even believing you can I, get there. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Even worse, they don't believe it, or they write you off, especially yep. if you're older. That happens a lot. Oh, well, you know, there's granny. She's lost her sight. Well, that's life. Meanwhile, yeah, Granny's screaming out, saying, with her every "Yeah, day. someone go and sit with Granny." Granny's saying, "Leave me alone. Just tell me how to get audio description on this TV, and you know, yeah. show me how a phone works, and I'll, I'll figure give it out." Give me an audio book, and I can listen to my books and be happy. It's yeah. 
That's, I think that is the, the root of where people think blindness equals incapability because they equate it wrongly, I should add, with older people. So they think mm-hmm. older people, because that's it. Older people in our society, especially in the UK, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but in the UK, older people are just written off and it disgusts me when that happens. It disgusts me how we treat older people in this country because we treat them like they're nothing. They, they, they've, they've paid their taxes their whole lives. They've even possibly served in a war you know, ensuring our freedoms. And what do we do with them? We write them off. And, oh, when you lose your sight, oh, well, you're even more pointless to us. So just sit in the corner and shut up and read or listen to your talking book. It just disgusts me the way we treat people in this country, especially older people. But that is the start of it. It starts there because you think, Mm -hmm. well, that means it's just a way of life. It's just a part of life. Getting old, you lose your hearing, you lose your sight, you lose your faculties, that's it. But actually, there's a person inside all of that. And that's why whenever anyone asks me about disability first or person first, I am person first because people matter more than anything else. That's all we are. We're all people at the end of the day. Okay, calm down, Steve. You're going to blow a blood vessel here. Calm down. Yes, you're right. Can I ask ask the the question? I just love asking this question because it really irritates blind and partially sighted people, so we'll just just end on this one. Uh, Is there no cure? Eat carrots. <laughs> Eat your How carrots. How many times do you get that one, eh? Has, uh, has a, yeah, absolutely. It's a cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm sitting here blind. Uh huh. Yeah. Matthew, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I think this was more therapy for me than it was for you. It sounded um, like it. No, thank you. <laughs> no, it, it's helped to not just one, get my point, my actual point across, but two, to have some discussions that. I think we're needed. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate you telling your story. And talking about suicide as guys is difficult, right? So uh, I I appreciate you coming on uh, and talking about it and sharing your story with us. Matthew Alcock there. And uh, just to let you know as well, this week, a new suicide crisis helpline launched across Canada. And uh, similar to 911, Uh, The three digits 988 will now connect people to suicide prevention services quickly. And I thought it might be worth just mentioning this today. It's a brand new Canada 988 hotline, which, uh, as I say, gives people access to suicide prevention services via call or text. And it went live on Thursday this week. Uh, People across every province and territory who are experiencing a mental health crisis and need immediate real-time support can now use this three-digit number, which is a fantastic service and one to be aware of. That's it for our Double Tap special today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Sean Priest. Thank you to Matthew Alcock for being here for the hour. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you soon. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.